Hey guys, I'm Lexi, and this is the Babe Project Podcast, a show where babes unite and share all of life's joys, messes, and awkward moments. My hope is to bring you uplifting content that gives you confidence to be the super babe that you are. So buckle up because it's going to get wild and weird. Welcome back to the Babe Project Podcast. I am so excited to be interviewing my sister-in-law today. She is one of the most goal-driven go-getters I have ever met. Not only is she gorgeous, but she is kind and full of wisdom. And she's a super amazing mama. So I'm really excited and honored to have her on here today. So tell me about yourself. Who are you? Okay, well, I'm Fallon Gunter. I'm the oldest of 11 children. 11 children, if you didn't hear that correctly. I have three children of my own, ages 16, 10, and 9, and I've been married for almost 20 years now. Um, I am super competitive. (laughs) I think that was kind of all of us kids, we were all super competitive. It's in your DNA. Yes. (laughs) And so... um, Yeah, I just am very driven by competition and goals and um, setting something and accomplishing it. So, yeah, that's kind of what keeps me going. Yeah, I feel like, honestly, I have learned something similar for myself. I find that if I don't have a goal, that I'm honestly going crazy. And I never realized that until I started setting really tiny goals for myself and I found that I was way more productive just by having a goal. So having like a big goal that has a whole bunch of tiny little goals I feel like Mm -hmm. is something that can kind of keep you going. So let's talk about your training. So what are you training for and what is the process of this training? Okay so right now I'm training for the Ironman. It will be in the Woodlands 2021. It is a about a three-mile swim and then a 112-mile bike and a full marathon, which is 26.2 miles of a run all in one day. So you have about, I think you have a total of 18 hours to complete it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what happens if you don't complete it in the 18 hours? You are not an Ironman. <laughs> You are forfeiting the whole thing. So it's really cool. When you run through the finish line, they say your name and they say, they would say, Fallon Gunter, you are an Ironman. That's cool. So yeah, they kind of announce that you Mm -hmm. are now an Ironman once you run through that finish line. That's so exciting. And like, of course, that makes everything that you're doing right now so worth it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Mm -hmm. very emotional experience once you get to the very end. And so for those of you who don't know, we're still technically in the quarantine right now. Mm -hmm. And so she's having to kind of adjust her training accordingly. Right before the quarantine, I decided that I was going to go and swim with her. Obviously not three miles. I was just going to, you know, trot around in the water while she did her workout. And so I woke up at 4.30-ish in the morning. Or was I at your house at 4.30? You were at my house at 4. Oh my gosh, yeah. Okay, so I woke up at 4 so I could go train with her because you train. What's your usual time in the morning that you train? I like to get to the gym by 4.20 in the mornings just so I can get my workout done and get back home before the kids need to wake up for school. That is just 
amazing. So we did get up. I was very proud of myself for making it to her house and we got to the gym by five o'clock just for them to tell us that the gyms were all shut down. So even though we didn't get to swim, I at least woke up and was (laughs) purposing to swim. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so tell me what a typical day looks like for you. Okay, so I typically work out about six days a week. Um, and it's anywhere from one hour, usually it's one to two hours on the weekdays. And then my weekends, usually a Saturday and Sunday workout are anywhere from two to four hours, two to four hours. So what are your four hours? Are those usually Usually your biking? Biking takes the longest, which is really good because it takes less energy. So you can Mm -hmm. sustain it for longer periods of time. But yeah, it takes several hours to get those miles in. We're trying to do anywhere from 30 to 70 miles on a weekend. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's insane. Okay, so talk to me about, we talked to it, uh, we talked about it a little bit, but it was basically just like a really hard training session for you. So I'll start by saying several years back, we did the MS-150, which is 180 miles from Houston to Austin bike ride in two days. So you do 100 miles one day and 80 miles the next day. And um, so I thought, oh, you know, I've done this before. I mean, yeah, it was four or five years ago, but Mm -hmm. I can do this. No big deal. So I went out for a group of very experienced Ironman riders that were very (laughs) fast. Were you the only girl? At the time? No, there was one more girl, but she was was preparing for the Ironman this year, so she was at the peak of her training. Okay, She's ready for her 112 mile bike. So I go out with them thinking, I I could push through 70 miles, no big deal. Well, as it turns out, there's like 12 to 14 of us. I am the very last one the entire time, which is very mentally draining and frustrating, Mm -hmm. but I'm just pushing out and giving it all I've got. And um, we're out on these country roads, leaving from Montgomery and going out into the middle of all these towns I've never even seen or heard of before. (laughs) And the guy who's in front, you know, he told us in about 20 miles, we'll stop at a gas station. 20 miles rows around, no gas station. 30 miles rows around, no gas station. My gosh. I'm starting to run low on water and I'm like panicking a little bit because it's getting hot and I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm thirsty. What are we going to do? Finally, eventually at about just over 30 miles, we have to stop at a little wooden old white <laughs> church and get water out of a water hose oh and put it in our water bottles. So then on the way back, I'm even more exhausted just trying to keep up with these guys. They're way ahead of me. Like they look like ants in the distance. <laughs> so on the way home, they stop three or four times just kind of pull off the road, get, get, you know, a few bites of protein bar, you know, throw some peanuts in their mouth, Mm -hmm. get a drink and get resettled back in. And then the second they're ready to get back on the road is when I catch up to them. Therefore they took all these rest breaks and I'm just (laughs) (laughs) pedaling for over 30 miles in one position. And, um, And so we get like four miles back from the house and my foot starts hurting so bad. It feels like it's broken in half. Mm. And I'm like, I've got to get off this bike. I feel nauseous right now. Mm -hmm, Like I'm mm -hmm. going to throw up from the pain in my feet. (laughs) Oh no. 
And I was like, that, I'm, I don't care. I don't, I'm getting off this bike. So I got, I pulled over, got off my bike, threw my shoes off as fast as I could, stretched my feet out, rubbed them for like a minute and put my shoes back on, got back on the bike and finished it out and felt fine after that. But it was just this weird thing where I was like hurting so bad that I was nauseous and so ready to get that ride over with. So, but you yeah. finished it. I finished it. Right. Okay. Yes. So, but even through all of that, that didn't make you want to quit. Or did it make you want to quit? No. Oh, no. I didn't want to quit. I wanted to be faster. I was mad because I wasn't as fast as them. Right. Really. So, it made you want to, like, push yourself harder yes. the next time. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, why? Why are you the last one? Why? You know, I, it just gave me more determination. Right. It was yeah. more of a motivator than it was For a sure. deterrent. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so what is your favorite part of training, and what has been the most difficult part? Okay, well, my favorite part, surprisingly, is actually the swimming, which I am least experienced at and the least skilled at. I uh, just started swimming a few months ago, but within four weeks of swimming, I realized that this is going to be the most relaxing thing Mm -hmm. that I actually do. It really is therapeutic. You're just focused, you get in your groove, and you just go. And the other things that I do are pretty intense and hot and exhausting. Mm -hmm. Um, They're not, you're not as much in just a go rhythm. You're pushing the whole time. So, yeah, surprisingly, I like the swimming. So that's your favorite part. And then what would be the most difficult part? Most difficult, the running, which is crazy because I have, run three full marathons. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I already know I can run a marathon, but yet it is by far the hardest thing I do mm. because every time, every mile, it's hard. I'm out of breath. I'm pushing myself harder and harder every time. And um, it's just mentally, every single time I run, there are, op- there are obstacles mentally. Right. Yeah. And I think we were talking one time where you said, like, if you don't run, you lose it right away, and it's hard to get back. Running is brutal in that way. It's very unforgiving in that if you don't run, you will lose it. Um, I took off for about a year. I just started running again about four months ago, and when I did, I could barely run to the next mailbox. I mean, one mile was a huge accomplishment for me. And knowing that you've already come from running 26 miles and you can barely even run one mile is Mm -hmm. very hard to get past. But I just started by setting a goal of I'm going to run one mile every day for seven days. And then I did two miles every day for seven days all the way till I got to seven miles. And then that's kind of when I got my confidence back and I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, yeah, I can do this. Right. Yeah. I actually um, just ran a mile for the first time in a very long time uh, this weekend, and I didn't run the whole thing. It mm-hmm. was like a run-walk, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm probably going to die. So I'm definitely not a runner, and anytime I run, I definitely think of you. I'm like, okay, if Fallon can do this, I can do it too. Just push through. You're Here's almost what I have done. To say to that, though. You say you're not a runner, but, but no one is a runner. Yeah, that's true. No I'm glad you said that. Because... When I started, it was so hard for me to run to one mailbox. Yeah, yeah. And all I did was added mailbox after mailbox when I was mm-hmm. starting. I didn't even start with a mile. Yeah. Um, and I thought I was going to die to go to my neighbor's house. Mm-hmm. So 
it's like that for everyone, yeah. I think. Which is encouraging to hear because I know a lot of people um, are like me in a sense of like, I hate running. I don't like to run. Mm-hmm. But like you said, it's very unforgiving and you lose it as soon as you stop. And yeah. so basically you have to just know that every time it's going to be difficult, you can just go further mm-hmm. the next time, the right. next time, the next exactly. time. So. Okay, so what made you decide to go for this Ironman? Well, after my third marathon, um, I was a little bit bored with the fact that, okay, I've accomplished this goal, so now what? And I just kind of was like, you know, the marathon is the kind of the king of all runs, so Mm -hmm. to speak, um, besides for like an an elite, like 100 miler. Right. Um, So I'm like, well, what's the next step? You know, what do I want to do? And also I wanted to, I started looking into what else I could do. And I wanted to be a little bit more well-rounded athlete. And I wanted to learn some other um, athletic things that I could do. Like, let's say if I got injured running, Mm -hmm. I could swim or I could bike. Um, Something that would be a little easier on my joints in training once I got it all figured out. So i Started out wanting to do an Ironman about five years ago, and I started with a friend very briefly, and then she had a sudden life change and had to move to Dallas, so I kind of gave up on the dream, Mm -hmm. but always had it in the back of my mind, like, this is one box I've not checked off yet. Right. So it's taken you five years to get to this point. Yeah, to get to where I was like, no, I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. I can can do this, because I always felt like she was kind of the leader between the two of us. We did all our marathons together, and... Mm -hmm. Um, she was just really strong. Come to think of it, you know, looking back, she felt the same way about me. So we pushed each other, even though I felt like she was pushing me, she felt like I was pushing her. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I just came to a point where I'm doing this. No more excuses that she's not here or I don't have any money or whatever. so. So how did you feel when you said that to yourself? Like, okay, I'm doing this. This is happening. Uh scared but I started talking to a couple of people who had done Ironman and they really encouraged me and were like you can do it yeah you can do it Mm -hmm. if you can set and accomplish the goal of running a marathon and you're goal oriented you can you can knock this out no problem yeah all anyone can do it anyone in the world can do it all you have to do is stay consistent and work hard at it right right and this isn't something that you can just do on your own is that right like it's best to have a coach and to have people alongside of you I definitely suggest having a coach um one of the biggest setbacks is injury Mm -hmm. if you do too much you can get injured if you do too little you can get injured right so you really need somebody with experience that's kind of setting your daily goals up your monthly goals up your weekly goals up um and knows how much to push you know, and how far and how hard to where you're not getting injured. Because if you get injured, then, like I said, you could be off for a while, and then you right. have to start all over, especially with the running part. Mm-hmm. So, And, okay, so your husband, Matt, mm-hmm. and your son are both doing this with you, right? Yes. So mm-hmm. you do you all train together, or you have your separate things? Sometimes you do stuff together, sometimes you don't. Yeah. How does that work? So we started out trying to train together that did not work out very well. We have very different training styles. 
Um, I am like, I have to hit every single workout every single day or yeah. I feel like my whole entire That's it. Forget plan it. <laughs> is just totally ruined. Um, and for him, he's like, well, if I hit most of my workouts, you know, and I do what I can, I'm going to get it. Right. Just, we have all the way around completely different training styles. So we started out together. That was very frustrating and very hard. <laughs> Um, now we mainly do our big days together. So our long weekend training we do together. And then the weekday training we do separately typically. Right. And as a family, that's pretty fulfilling, right? Yes. Yeah. I know you were telling me one time that you and your son got to go and ride together, like a spinning thing Uh that you did and how it was like, you loved it every yeah. second of it. So I had like a little mommy meltdown when he turned 16, which Aww. was just a few months ago. And all of a sudden I felt like he was gone. It was over. Aww. I was losing him. He's now a teenager. He's going to be driving, running the right. roads, busy, you know, and um, training together is the way that I was able to get him back, Aww. you know, and yeah. to know that I'm going to still have some quality time with him. So, um Yeah, so it was super exciting for me to be able to spend that time with him, whether it be biking, swimming, or running. And he's so fast and so talented that it's like, I just want to cry every time I see him. And he's so sweet. Yes. He has the sweetest heart. He really does. But every time I see him crushing goals and he's way ahead of me, Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is the coolest mom moment ever. So. so you're so proud of him for yes. doing that. It's a lot. Of, like, for a 16-year-old, yeah. that is a lot of work. That's hard work. And I'm super excited because I feel like this could be the beginning of his athletic journey as mm-hmm. an adult. Right. Like, I'm teaching him what life looks like to be an athlete as an adult. Right. Right. For me to be an adult and an athlete. And um, I think he's learning a lot about what it takes to get it done and still fulfill all your other responsibilities. Right. And there's a lot of life lessons in that too. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, it's, it is being an athlete as an adult, but it also teaches you how not to quit, how Mm -hmm. to push through things that maybe you don't necessarily want to do at the moment, but you know, whether that's like a job interview or like a stressful thing that you have to get through at work, you know, whatever that is, I think that that kind of plays into, um, just a lot of things as an adult anyway. So it's good to have that competitive and goal driven mindset yeah so okay what um what do you think has been as far as like your biggest help in mentors I know you have a lot of people that you run with but maybe people that you look up to and how has that helped you along the way honestly um my coach of course he gives me a new story pretty much every day of something that he's experienced or accomplished or learned um but on top of that, um, I am involved with a group called Northside Running Club, and they meet in the woodlands. Um, of course, we haven't been meeting because of COVID, but actually we've been even more connected than ever because we have an amazing wow. Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone is p- posting their sweaty workout pick of the day and what they accomplished for that day. Wow. If they did a personal best, you know, um, they're always posting what they did and encouraging each other. And really there's tons of support there. I mean, I think there's a couple hundred runners and triathletes involved mm-hmm. in the group. Leanne Rosser founded it. 
and she just has a gold mine of people that have really, really encouraging things to say to each other mm-hmm. and helpful um, comments. And so every day I wake up to something um, that encourages me either to do better or to help someone else do better. And I know that when I get out there and run and I post my run or whatever I accomplish, it's going, it's going to encourage someone else right. and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So that is beyond helpful is to find a group of people who are passionate about and who love what you're trying to do. Um, and they become like family and you're just as proud of them accomplishing their goals as they are to see you accomplish yours. Right. So it's not 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 necessarily like one specific mentor. It's just a community of people that are helping each other. Yeah. And there are certain ones that will stand out. And um, uh, one that's really helped me right now, his name is Vinod. He's part of our group. Um, he's helped me all the way around from technology, learning how to work my watch, mm-hmm. learning how to work my computer, learning how to work my apps on my phone to, you know, just encouraging, like, it's okay to have a slow day. It's okay to take right. a day off. Mm-hmm. Um, like, wow, that was the fastest pace. I cannot believe you just did that. That's it's cool. hot outside. Yeah. How did you do that? Um, just things like that. Um, it's, it's something that you cannot pay for and you cannot put into words how much that encouragement and that support actually does for you. Yeah, yeah, that's really sweet. So I know there are probably a lot of people out there who want to do something like this but are probably scared to death. So what would be your advice for someone who wants to do this but doesn't know whether or not they should take the leap? I would say if you want to do it, do it, 100% Mm -hmm. hands down. Um, There is absolutely no reason not to do it. Mm -hmm. You, you find time to do the things that you really want to do. And if it's a desire deep down, even if it means getting up at three 30 in the morning, you can do it. I know people that train for Ironman when they are both full time, they have full time jobs going to school full time and have several children and are fathers and, you know, moms and take care of a household and everything else and yet they still are able to do it. So I don't think that there's any reason not to. It's just you have to make sure that you are consistent with your workouts and with your schedule. Um, I have found that getting up and doing it early in the morning is the absolute best way to get it done mm-hmm. because most of us at the end of the day are exhausted. Things come, come up in the afternoons. Our kids are usually home in the afternoons and awake. So I just find that getting up super early and getting it done is the best way to do it. And then the rest of your day, you're accomplished. Exactly. Like you it doesn't matter what else you do. They yeah. call it the rest of the day. Yeah. yeah. So awesome. Well, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you doing this. I'm definitely honored to have you on here. And I know that this will help a whole bunch of other people. So thank so. you. Okay, bye. Bye. Well, guys, as always, thanks for tuning into my podcast. I hope now that you've got an extra pep in your step, you're ready to get out there and conquer the world. See you next time, babe.